Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Lynn Levinson and directed by Max Huttle. We'll hear our story in a minute after Molly removes her foot gear. You know, McGee, taking off your shoes is one of the best feelings in the world. Next to coming home. Yeah. Bet most of us don't think about coming home at all until we think about how we'd feel if we couldn't. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you go along month after month paying rent on your apartment or paying off the mortgage on your home with never a thought to what might happen if you... Now, hold on there, kiddo. Wait a minute. Just remember, there is one way to make sure your home stays your home, and that's with a prudential mortgage cancellation plan. Mm-hmm. Folks, with this plan included in your insurance program, you don't have to worry about keeping a roof over your family's head. The Prudential Insurance Company guarantees the money to pay off the mortgage on your home, even if Dad dies unexpectedly before it's all paid. Oh, McGee, that's wonderful. How much does it cost? For most families, the yearly cost is less than 1% of the amount you borrowed. I think the Prudential's home protection plan is a wonderful idea. And if you think so, too, call your Prudential agent and let him tell you about the mortgage cancellation plan, or if you live in an apartment, Prudential's rent payment plan. Take care of it soon, huh? An automobile is moving slowly along 14th Street in downtown Wistful Vista. The man at the wheel glancing intently toward the sidewalk as if in search of something. Now, it turns the corner, and a woman riding beside the driver says, There's a place to park. Pull in quick. Got it. Ah, oh, heck, another parking meter. Every space in this area has a parking meter, you know that. Yeah, but I'm looking for a spot with another 10, 15 minutes left on the meter. No use wasting money oh, if we don't... Oh, for goodness sakes, pull in there before people in back start honking at us. It only costs a penny for 12 minutes. True, and it won't take me more than five minutes to duck in the Chamber of Commerce, sign their petition, and duck out again. So, I'll just blow a penny. What the heck, it's only money. That's the way to talk, live it up. Watch the fenders for me, will you? Okay. Easy now, trucking back of you. Cut your wheels, cut it sharp. That's it. Easy. A little more. That's it. You're in. Thanks. I'll put a penny in the meter and then we can. Ah, I got nothing smaller than a dime. Have you? I don't know, dearie. I'll have to look through my purse. Mm. Let's see. Bobby pins, nail file, pair of tweezers, perfume vial. Ticket stubs, streetcar token, dime store pearls. The string is broken. Lipstick, chapstick, toothpick, orange stick. Mm. Earring, key ring, ukulele, string. Well... Dollar bill, two-cent stamp, box of pills, hanky-damp. Yeah, but have you just got... Bobby pins, a card, my weight, a pair of gloves, my charge plate. Yeah, but... Half a dollar, card of snaps, a compact, comb, a city map. Book of matches, tube of glue, ticket for a free shampoo. Yeah, but if you could just find... Two quarters and a powder puff. Ah, here's a penny. That enough? Well, I thought it was enough. That'll buy us 12 minutes on the parking meter. 
But do you think you can get all that junk back in your purse in 12 minutes? <laughs> Don't be silly. <laughs> Just take a minute. Go ahead and feed the meter. Okay. I want to get in and get that petition signed so I... Hey there, Johnny. Hi, daughter. Hey, am I glad to see you, son. Oh, hi, old timer. In a jam, kids. Got yeah. my grocery truck parked down the street there. Found a meter with 17 minutes left on it. Pulled in and started delivering groceries. Yeah? Took longer than I thought, though. The meter's running out. I need 12 more minutes, and there's a cop that hates me across the street watching it. Oh, dear. Well, you better get back there. Haven't got a penny to my name, Johnny, and I need one quicker. My name is Mud. You got a penny? Sure, right here, but I got a penny. Oh, I got it. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. You just saved my life. Hey, wait a minute. I need that penny. I'll lend you a dime if you want. Don't need a dime, son. I got a pocket full of dimes, nickels. All I need is a penny. No use wasting money. <laughs> my goodness, is he in a penny? How do you like that? Talk about a fast deal. My gosh. Hey, you got another one? Another penny? No, I haven't. You saw me go through my purse. Yeah, well, let's not go through that routine again. Doggone it, the smallest change I got now is a dime. I wonder where there's the nearest place I could get this dime busted. Honestly, McGee, our time must not be very valuable if we can afford to waste so much of it like this. Well, now that you mention it, our time is too very valuable, Mrs. McGee. So valuable, in fact, that I'm going to stop trying to save nine cents. Watch this. There. We've just bought ourselves a parking space for two solid hours. Good. We only need a few minutes, you said, but it'll be worth the dime. Oh, no. We are going, my dear, to take advantage of the whole entire two hours. What? I got a kind of a hunch about this, kiddo. I got a feeling. Me not having anything smaller than a dime, I think, is a good omen. I got a feeling we were meant to stay downtown here. Well, I don't know about that. Now, something good is going to happen to us. I can feel it. Come on. That dime investment is probably going to return to us a thousandfold. Now, let me see. A thousandfold times a dime. Watch out! Ooh! You keep stepping out in front of trucks and a thousand dimes won't pay your hospital bills. For heaven's sake, hold on to my hand. Back to Westville Vista in a minute. Hurry up and wait. Does that sound familiar? A lot of veterans used to complain about this standard operating procedure when they were in the armed forces. But civilians seem to hurry up and wait in traffic as a natural habit. You know and I know that you can only travel so fast in city traffic and no faster. And yet you find hurry bugs who speed away from a traffic light and then skid to a stop at the next corner. You can save your temper and nervous system if you ease gently along with the traffic. You'll save money, too, by using less gas. Most of the time, you actually save time by avoiding the constant stop and go, and you increase your chances of staying alive when you drive. Possession of an automobile imposes a grave obligation upon the operator. Do your part in helping to fight disaster on our streets and highways by accepting your responsibilities as a driver. Drive with courtesy and caution, and at all times drive as though your life depends on it, because it does. <laughs> with me the whole time, McGee. Yeah. You shouldn't have let me go in the darn store in the first place when they were having a sale. Well, gee. You heard me say to the clerk, no, thank you, I'm just looking. I still don't know how I wound up buying three pairs of shoes. It's not how you bought them, it's how we're going to pay for them I'm wondering about. It wouldn't have happened if you weren't so bound and determined to get your whole 120 minutes worth out of that parking meter dime. I still say something good will come out of that investment. I got a hunch that, hey, there's Doc Gamble crossing the street. Hey, Doc! Hey, Fatso. Oh, McGee, don't yell like that. Hey, Doc, Dr. Gamble. Okay, okay, McGee, I heard you, and so did everybody else. 
You can stop paging me like you were a sick horse and I was a vet. Hiya, Molly. Good afternoon, Doctor. Nice to see you. I'm sorry you weren't home a half an hour ago, Molly. A patient of mine gave me four tickets to that new musical opening tonight. Oh, yes. Cotton Stockings. Yeah. It's a road company from New York, isn't it? I hear it's a swell show, Doc. We can make it okay, can't we, Molly? Miss Cuddleson and I wanted to take you with us, but you weren't home, Molly. So we asked the Kramers. Oh, dear. I'm sorry, Doctor. So am I. Well, maybe some other time. Bye. Maybe some other time. Some invitation. (laughs) Ha! He got four tickets free. Why'd only buy a couple more and take us, too? Cheapskate. Remember, Diamond Jim, the reason we weren't at home to get invited was because you didn't want to waste any of that nickel in our parking time you invested in. I know, I know. It's just that I've had this feeling ever since we got downtown. Like something good is going to happen if we oh, just... Oh, McGee, McGee, do you know this man coming this way? Where? Oh. Excuse me, but aren't you, uh... Sure you are. By golly, old waterbag McGee. <laughs> uh, gee whiz, I haven't heard that name since... Since the Legion Convention in 38. Remember me? Billy Keith. Oh, my gosh, sure I do. Molly, this is old Billy Keith. Bill, this is my wife, Molly. How do you do, I'm sure. Pleasure, Miss McGee. Boy, am I glad to see you, waterbag. What's the waterbag business, dearie? <laughs> That's the name they hung on me at the convention. On account I'm the guy that invented filling paper bags with water and dropping them out the hotel window. <laughs> yes, sir. Your husband was McGee. He was the guy that thought it up. I'm so proud of him. And I'm the guy that loaned him the five bucks for bail when the bag of water hit the mayor's wife. Remember? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I guess I never did pay you back that five, did I? Well, how could you when I haven't seen you since? And I'm sure glad to see you today, pal, because... I've just been in town a couple of days, and they're holding my bags at the hotel. And the only friend I got in this town is you, Waterbag. How much? Five bucks. I owed him, and fifteen I had to lend him. Kind of annoyed because I wouldn't let him have twenty. Whew, boy, murder. Well, I may have mentioned this before, but if we hadn't stayed downtown... Please, Molly, you did mention it before. Doggone it, I had a terrific feeling when I put that dime in that I was going to have a big stroke of good luck today, but frankly, I'm beginning to have my faith shook a little. I can understand it. Let's get in that car and get the heck... Oh, no. Oh, dear. A cop with his foot on our front bumper. And what's he doing? Riding? From the satisfied smirk on his face, I don't think he's practicing penmanship. Hmm. According to my watch, we've dallied a little too long. I think we're overparked by about three minutes. Oh, what's the use? I just can't win. It isn't your day, that's all. So relax and it won't hurt so much. Good afternoon, officer. Nope. Uh, your car, folks? Yeah. Well, excuse me for putting my hoof up on the bumper, but I had a little riding I simply had to do. Oh, yeah? I've just finished it. You want to hear it? Oh, now we got to listen, too. Just hand it here and I'll read it at my leisure. Oh, you wouldn't want to do that. It's a poem I just wrote. Poem? Yeah. (laughs) I'm sort of what is known as the poet laureate of the police department. What? Poetry? Oh, sure, sure, boy. We'd love to hear your poem. Uh, Dying to. Go right ahead. My husband here, he was afraid we had overparked. Oh, that you have, ma'am. What? But now it's after meter paying hours. Free parking after 6 p.m., you know. Now, uh, the poem. It's called... My love is like a red, red rose. By Robert Burns. No, my name is Robert Clambogle. Huh. A poem. Oh, my love is like a red, red rose that bloometh in the summer. It's not a Dorothy Perkins, but just a Cecil Brunner. 
Each day I sprinkle on my love pale green insecticide. With nicotine I douse my queen and Vigoro beside. Come on, let's go home. There upon the barn room floor. <laughs> Faber and Molly will be right back. This weekend, monitor NBC for a new and exciting radio program. In a full eight-hour preview, you'll soon find out that you've never heard a program such as Monitor. When it actually starts on Saturday, June 18th, Monitor will be over 40 hours long, starting early Saturday morning and running until late Sunday night. What is Monitor? It'd be easier to describe the impact of a bullet, the gliss of a harp, the speed of sound. It defies description. The only way to find out is to hear the special Monitor preview this Sunday on NBC Radio. Monitor is the entire world at your fingertips. Radio at its live immediacy, entertainment, information, ideas such as you've never heard before. Monitor may bring you a complete Broadway show, a ride in a jet, a walk down a street in Paris, or a news bulletin before it becomes news. Be sure to hear Monitor this weekend along with your old friends Fibber McGee and Molly and the Great Gildersleeve. And remember, monitor NBC. Say, you know, in all that excitement, we forgot to stop in the Chamber of Commerce. And sign that petition. Hmm? Oh, for heaven's sake. You know, McGee, you never did tell me what it was for. A petition going tomorrow morning up to City Council to remove parking meters from the streets. And you know why? Because it's un-American. Taxation without representation. We paid for them streets already, and we got the non-alienable right to park without charge. Where did you hear all that stuff? Oh, from lots of upstanding citizens. Ollie Silsley and Murray Coombs, for two. Silsley and Coombs? Mm-hmm. Aren't they the people who operate all those high-priced parking lots around town? Well, it... hmm. Come think of it, they do, don't they? <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and the policeman and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. Billy Keith was played by Jess Kirkpatrick. This is John Wald extending an invitation to you to go nightclubbing at the Copa Cabibbo tomorrow night with Fibber McGee and Molly. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.